Welcome to episode four of another PT podcast. This one is with a coach called Oliver Tennant. He's a coach for coaches. He's actually one of my personal business coaches. Helped me a lot over the last half year, not only running a business, but mindset. In this episode, we talk exclusively about mindset and how to improve it. There's a lot to be taken away from this episode, so give it a listen. And I really hope you enjoyed as much as I did when I recorded it. Hope you enjoy. Hello, guys, and welcome to a live with my business coach, a guy called Oliver Tennant. It's the first live I've actually done um, with one of the sort of guests on the live. Where I've actually written down a little bit of a introduction about him. So, who is he? He is my business coach. Um, a few reviews have compared him to Gary V, which I think does him a little bit of an injustice. I will more put him towards Tony, is it Tony Robinson, the mindset coach? He's much more, you know, about mindset and all that sort of stuff. I'm just waiting for him to pop up on my live. He's a cracking guy. He has helped me with my mindset so much. We do some weekly uh, calls uh, with him. There's probably a group of uh, PTs um, on the course as well. And some of the knowledge he drops is absolute gold when it comes down to mindset. Genuinely... I would not be in a position I am in without him. And I thought he's just such a good guy to bring onto this live. Um, because he'll be able to help you guys with your mindset, regardless if you're a personal trainer or working in Tesco's or working in recruitment. Right, with that being said, let's get him invited. How do we... Oop, done. Right. There we go. Just waiting for him to join now. How are you doing? Mate, I'm absolutely phenomenal. How are you? Absolutely uh, phenomenal as well. And in, in, in Dutch, I could say fantastic. Fantastic. I'll Pe- try and learn that. <laughs> People sort of joke, because uh, obviously I'm sure you appreciate it being an ex-personal trainer. You see someone, you ask, how is it? And yeah. I know you'll always answer that with phenomenal. I always answer it with fantastic. So people right. make, make fun of me now. When I say, how is it? They say, oh, fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. Good but, yeah. So yeah, in honesty, I don't know if you heard the introduction. You're actually my first guest I've done a bit of an instru- introduction for. You've been compared to Gary Vee. I say more Tony Robinson kind of thing. No pressure now. We've started the bar fight with those compliments. Who are you? Yeah. Start off with that. Who am I? Well, I'm Oliver. You already know that because Jordan's introduced me about 10 times. Yep. Um, I'm a coach of the coaches, so to speak, now. That's my yep. job. That's my business. Anyway, I used to be a personal trainer for six and a half years, and I then transitioned into actually coaching personal trainers how to grow their business. Yep. On top of that, I'm also a friend, a boyfriend, a puppy dad, <laughs> and I define myself as, as cheesy as you might think this is, a disciplined motherfucker yeah 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 so sort of give me a brief history on what, what you've done obviously you know you said your business you're a coach of coaches you used to dabble in a bit of personal yeah. training how has your journey been um my journey has been without trying to sound too cliche motivational or whatever you want to describe it as it's very much been a roller coaster um ever since i first officially started in Australia. I was working in a private studio 
as a PT there, which I absolutely loved. I had a great uh, team of personal trainers around me uh, that I thrived off. We thrived off each other. We were very, very much a team. And then I came back to the UK and I worked then at Virgin Active. That got taken over by Nuffield Health, which wasn't the best experience by any stretch of the imagination. But I will say that experience propelled me into doing ultimately what I'm doing now. I left Nuffield, I went over to Pioge and become self-employed. Um, bumpy roller coaster for any self-employed person, it is. But there's a lot of lessons in it. And I think without those lessons, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And I think what one thing I want to touch on is when you started off your career in the studio, you know, talking about yeah. using everyone around you to build yourself up. I don't feel like a lot of people or enough people do that. You know, I think a lot yeah. of people go into an environment and they want to, you know, be do big dog kind of thing straight away. And they want all eyes yeah. on them. How did you, you know, cope with not doing that kind of thing? What made you think, right, you know, we're a team. Um, a big thing that I took and saw and understood from the guys around me, there was me and uh, three other lads, Aidan, Mitch and Sam, initially anyway. And our attitude on things was, there's enough room for us all at the finish line. Yeah. There's enough room for us all to do well here. And if Aidan does well, then as a result of him doing well, I can take inspiration from that and I'll do well. I can ask him what he's found that's worked for him and I can implement that into my business with my clients and anything that I did well, I could pass on to Sam and vice versa. Yeah. And it wasn't, I'm going to do well at the expense of you guys. It was, yeah. I'm going to do well because of you guys. And hopefully what I do well is going to pay you dividends as well. Exactly. And I think so many people, you know, sort of related back into the real world, you know, away from personal training is be a business, your weight loss journey. Everyone wants to, be top of that pile everyone wants to have lost that extra kilo than the next person but the reality is is the approach you took by working together as a team yeah. and sharing all your secrets and building each other rather than tearing each other down in the long run it makes it so much more sustainable and enjoyable for you guys 100 yeah. percent, mate. i think a big thing that i focus on in my business my life and even when i work with pts is is your environment as a whole yeah and thing that I talk about is your diet isn't just what you eat. Your diet is what you eat, what you listen to, what you're consuming online, what you're consuming at home, who you surround yourself with, what conversations you're choosing to have. And I think if that people can put as many health foods in their body as they want, but if they yeah. consume so much negativity from their partner, from their friends, from their social circle, it's like, well, that's going to pull you down more so than necessarily just what you're eating as well. Exactly, exactly. And I think, and I, it's on my daily email today, is I think most people's biggest problem, be it mostly weight loss, obviously what I talk about, but for you, you know, business, is all the negativity around your life and all the stress around your life. Yeah. If, if you manage to take away the stress, if you manage to take away the negativity, everything else seems so much easier. Oh, yeah. 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 And I think that in itself is very easy to it's always easier said than done but yeah i think a lot of people are brilliant at giving advice to other people because they're looking at like for, for example 
I would be great at giving you advice and you would probably be great at giving me advice because yeah. you're looking at my situation logically yeah. and looking at your situation logically. Yeah. But we, in ourselves, always look at our own situation with the emotion that comes with it. I'm not emotionally attached to your situation. Yeah. That's why I can give you sound advice to help you get out of it. But yeah. it's your ability to remove your emotions from a situation and look at your own situation logically, just like you would if it was your best friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like emotion, like as, you, as you've said before on your courses, you know, people buy with emotion and justify it with logic. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, you, you need to look at a situation logically without emotion to be able to get the best from that situation. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, more so coming out of lockdown, because I feel like obviously you, you have a lot of clients in the UK. I have followers mostly in the UK. Yeah. Boris has given you the, the date, 21st of June. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how that gets on. What yeah. would you say would be your three main mindset tips, mindset tips coming out of lockdown and back into normal life? Wow. How long have you got? How long is a piece of string? <laughs> um, from... Not from handling lockdown, but going back into normal. Yeah. Yeah, and then sort of, you know, life after lockdown. Because a lot of these lives I've been talking about lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. Yeah. And I want to try to give this advice for people, this side coming up to it, and then sort of, you know, life after lockdown. Um, it's a very good question, mate. Um, and it's... I Forgive me for taking a couple of seconds to get my thoughts here, because there's yeah. so many things that I could say and go down tangents and rabbit yeah. holes. But I am going to say, and please excuse me if this wasn't the way you wanted me to answer this question, but what I've learned from lockdown, which will help me in my life now moving forwards out of lockdown is, and this is something I've talk, touched on in our courses and when you're working on with me, but is number one, truly what you focus on grows. Yeah. Um, I think that is such a massive factor now. Like, you got. I'm not telling people how they should feel. I'm not telling people what they want to feel. You can feel what you want to feel in your life, but you do have a choice in what you focus on. So through lockdown and moving forwards, we can say, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. I haven't got this. Not able to do that. This isn't the way it should be. And it's like, yeah. if you think like that and you speak to yourself like that and you focus on what you can't do and what you haven't got, how, how do you think it's going to make you feel? Whereas yeah. I choose to focus on, well, okay, what can I still do? What do I still have? What am I still able to do right now? And I think a massive thing for me moving forwards, I genuinely just can't wait. And this is going to sound so, um, I don't know how it's going to sound, um, but <laughs> I can't wait to go to my mates on a Friday night and just sit on the sofa. Yeah. I can't wait. And I think that the appreciation of the smaller things yeah. Like my girlfriend, for example, is desperate to go back on holiday and yeah, I'd love to go on holiday. We've gone a few holidays a year, but I'm just looking forward to just the little things, meeting up with mates and not feeling yeah. like meeting up, going to watch the rugby with my pal. Yeah. And think, yeah, you know what? This is don't ever take this for granted again. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you you summed it up really well there and I I don't know how much of James Smith you follow. But he was comparing the American dream to the yeah. Australian dream, right. where the American dream is going out, hashtag hustle, hashtag 24-7, all that sort of crap. Yeah. Where the Australian dream is, have, you know, have an average job in a cafe shop, fit, clock off at two o'clock, go down surfing, 
go home, give your dog a walk. And as you said, you know, focusing on the little things in life that makes you happy. Because, you know, it's like Tim Ferriss as well talks about it. What is wealth? What's yeah. the point on earning 200K a year if you work 12-hour days, seven days a week, compared to someone who earns 30K a year, who works four-hour days, half days, and actually goes out and enjoys life? I think, I think that's a very fair point. But I think it's so important for people to define their own success. Yeah. Define happiness for themselves. Because if you're happy working 12 hour days 14 hour days seven days a week but you're happy then brilliant yeah i've, I've got no advice for you there you, you yeah. you're happy and yeah. if you're happy earning twenty thousand pounds but only working three days a week or four days a week yeah and you've got the luxury of picking up your children or spending more time with your kids or going out for a walk with your dog or going on holiday when you want or not being stressed and being part of your local rugby team or whatever it might be yeah. you've got to define happiness and success on your terms i think yeah. so many people are caught up in maybe what you just mentioned there oh that's the american dream that's the australian dream that's the uk dream that's the instagram dream it's like yeah. end of the day you've got one of these things that we call life yeah what do you want it to be when i know that sounds a bit cheesy cheesy but what do you want it to be when you're 80 90 years old and look back and thought no i'm glad i did that yeah you're living for you yeah. and rather than living for other people and what you can show on Instagram I don't care if I earn £200,000 or £500,000 yeah. I care about the quality of life I have and that's got to be determined by my boundaries and my own definitions yeah exactly and who am I to tell you what makes you happy yeah. I want you to tell me what makes me happy yeah yeah, that's re really good advice Um, right so Obviously, I don't know in terms of how your day looks, but I know you spend a lot of the day in that chair looking at you. <laughs> so for the people who are doing the whole working from home environment, because I've had people say to me, oh, it's easy for you. You're a personal trainer. Yeah. Like we have some God-given superpower. The moment we've got our level three qualification, we don't know how to put on body fat. Yeah. Um, what are you doing when you're working from home to keep yourself, you know, fit and active kind of thing and not mentally insane <laughs> um it's changed a lot because a big thing for me the gym was a big part of my life just to blow off some steam and yeah. since the gym has been out of use so to speak um i've got to be careful on the language i use there i don't want to say it's been taken away from my life because that just doesn't make me feel great anyway but yeah. i was just like think okay what can i do I've been a personal trainer for six and a half years. And what can I do right now? Well, I'll tell you what I can do. I can focus on other areas of my life. Maybe I can go out running more. I can go on the bike more. I can get my steps up even more than what I normally would have. I can focus on my mobility. I can um, do some resistance band work. Is it the most optimal thing in a perfect world? No, but we don't live in a perfect world. So you've got to consider what's, again... I'm just going to try and sound not to sound too cringy here, but and there's people watching this thinking, who is this guy? Um, but you've got to make the best of the situation you're in. And yeah. right now, resistance bands in the bedroom at 3.34 o'clock on the afternoon is my absolute go-to for me to go off steam. Yeah. Would I choose that option if I could go to the gym and throw a few weights around? No, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. But... Again, it's making the best of a situation. So me, it's a, a lot of versatility, adapting to more cardiovascular-based stuff, which is yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm grateful that I have been given this because if I, if the gym was still open, would I go out for half marathon runs? Would I go out for 10K runs? Would I do my steps? Yeah. Would I do more mobility stuff? Or would I use, well, I've been to the gym, I've done my weights. Ah, I'm not going to go for a run. Would I use that yeah. as an excuse maybe? But yeah, I've just focused on a lot of body weight stuff, a lot of simple things. My workouts aren't an hour long. My workouts are short, sharp, hot, sweaty, 30-minute blasts. Yeah. Um, and just getting my heart rate going, and I feel yeah. much better for it. Yeah, and, and with that being said then, when the gym's reopen, are you going to continue doing the odd 10K, or are you going to go sort of back into the gym, start throwing the weights around straight away? Very easy to say what I think I might do, but I've got to assess the situation from there, but I refuse... So I'm saying this publicly so everyone can keep me accountable to this. Yeah. I refuse to allow myself to just go back into the gym and justify, well, I've trained four weight sessions a week. I don't need to do any runs. I don't need to go out on the bike. I don't need to do all my mobility stuff as well. Yeah. So, no, I will say this publicly. I will maintain my cardiovascular running, stretching, mobility, yeah. fitness stuff on top of throwing a few weights around. Exactly. So at the end of the day, you've used lockdown to create yeah. a new habit to take yeah. you out of lockdown to keep yourself, you know, feeling fresh. And yeah. in all honesty, that's one of my biggest regrets since I've moved to Holland is I've barely done any cardiovascular. I got my 5K down to about 23 minutes when I was in the UK in lockdown because there's nothing to do at all. Yeah. And I got quite good at that. Then the moment I came to Holland, the gyms were sort of half open kind of thing right now. So I've just gone basically done everything I, i'll probably tell my clients not to do everything you've said you're not going to do gone back in straight into weight yeah and just neglected that then i did a 5k a few days ago and i'm now on about 27 minutes yeah, yeah. and emotionally that absolutely killed me because i was just like i tried so hard during lockdown to just go 5k 5k just get myself fitter because i'm sure you appreciate as well is it's all very well coming to the gym, throwing weights around, but you don't necessarily improve your cardiovascular system. You don't improve your heart. You know, it's a very different thing, you know, looking at your health overall compared to just looking at weight and focusing on weights. Yeah. Do you know if you, funny thing here, um, I don't know if it's part of my midlife crisis of just turning 30 years old the other week, um, <laughs> but if you said that to me 10 years ago, I'm like, ah, yeah, not fussed. Because I, I've noticed, especially as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm like, I'm 30. I'm not like 50 or anything. Yeah. So for me, I would rather now focus my training on my performance and yeah. how, I, how I move, how I feel. Can I just drop a half marathon tomorrow if I wanted to? Yeah. yeah. Can I go to the gym and throw a, a decent amount of weight around? Yeah, I probably can. Rather than just going for aesthetics, aesthetics, aesthetics right yeah. now, it's yeah. more... No, my body can do this, this, and this because I'm focusing more on using it as... There was a quote I read um, from Ross Edgley. Yeah. It was, use your body as an instrument rather than an ornament. And I was like, it's okay having a six-pack and having busting veins out your biceps, but if you can't run 5K without blowing out your... Yeah. Arse. Back ends. Yeah, I'm glad you said it. I don't know right. what... Yeah. Uh, so, so, so some end, of the yeah. language I've dropped on my Instagram, I don't think I, I think ours is very. Well, very that's hard. the thing. Like, mate, you know how I speak. Cause I'm just think I'm on someone else's channel. I'm going to reserve it for their audience. Oh, <laughs> uh, mate! Language-wise, this has been a very tame session. Oh yeah, very tame in comparison to what I'm normally like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, with Brendan, it probably took us about three minutes to use the word "cunt." Oh well, there you go. Oh yeah. No, but yeah, like, as you said, this way I think our style is a bit. 
very similar in the sense where you, if you don't like us, I'm not, no, we have seven people watching us right now. I'm not paying any of those seven people to be here watching it. Yeah. You know, in the politest way, I'm not too fast if they think, oh, that Jordan guy is an absolute prick. I am what I am. Yeah. You know, I, and I think going back to mindset, that's actually a really good way now to live life to an extent is people will love you or people will hate you. It do, you don't need to please everyone. If you please yeah. everyone, you're not yourself. Yeah, and I think the thing with that is there's being yourself, but I think I don't go out of my way to purposely upset or offend the person. No. I don't go, I'm going to upset that person today. I'm going to, that's just because who I am. That's not who yeah. I am. I don't want to upset people. But I will yeah. also, I, a massive value of mine is to just say it as it is and be as honest yeah. as I possibly can. Yeah. Now, if I say something with the best intentions of helping a person, but because it's straight down the line and it's honest, a lot of people might not like that. And I'm not saying that to force you to be upset. I'm saying that because it's the truth and it's what you need to hear. Exactly. And I think there's a fine line between pissing someone off for the sake of pissing someone off, which I've got no interest in doing, yeah. or telling people the truth because they actually need to hear it. And my attitude is an honest friend or an honest coach is always yeah. a better friend or a better coach. Yeah. And, and 100%. And this potentially be slightly controversial, but in uh, Canada, they've changed the obesity scale. So you can now be more overweight without being deemed as obese. Yeah. But that's to protect people's feelings. But I'm sure you appreciate, you know, be, being an XPT, type 2 diabetes, heart strokes, the f fat in the veins, all that sort of stuff. It's not gone, guys, you know, we need to look after people's mental health right now. Let's move up with it. You know, you are still at risk of these things. And I think sometimes... As you said, being honest with someone is so much better than lying to them to make them feel better. Because yeah. with, with a lot of my clients, I am very direct. I am very honest. On my Instagram, I'm direct. I'm honest. I'm sort of si si similar to you in the sense where, you know, we, we use our Instagram as, you know, the fr front of the shop. If you don't like what you see at the front of the shop, don't come in. I'm yeah. not going to change the way I train people because people get offended by, by the way I train, you yeah. know. There's enough PTs out there. There's enough pe people who need my help who sort of don't mind my attitude. I'd rather help the people who want, who want to be helped. Yeah, and I think the thing is that is you, if you try and be somebody that you're not, you're going to get found out eventually anyway. Exactly. So it's like if you start to be someone to try and appeal to everybody, yeah. and this is for every area of life rather than just personal training to clients, if you try and be someone you're not to, to impress another person, to try and get them as a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or a client, or whatever, then you've always got to keep up that act. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, how how um, tiring would that be? Yeah. And I think I, there's nothing to me that I have to keep up with, because this is just who I am. This is how I say things. Yeah. You take me as I am, and I take you as you are. And if yeah. we get on, that's a bonus. And if we yeah. don't, then there's... <laughs> There's never many other people in the world. Exactly. And it's like Tim Ferriss says, you know, be, be your wonderful, weird self. Don't cater for other people. So, yeah. obviously, one thing I will say about you, and I hope you don't mind you saying it, you're probably one of the most selfish people I know when it comes down to your time. Now, what I've been telling, yeah. a, I've been telling a lot of my clients who are going through difficult times about trying to please everyone, you cannot help yeah. other people without helping yourself. You yeah. know, if you don't prioritise your own mental health, your own physical health, how do you expect to be able to help others? 100%. Yeah. 
And I think, I think with, with that, yeah. sorry. No, go, go. I was just going to say with that, and I think it's how you interpret what you've just said. Like I didn't, yeah. I was wondering where's he going with this, and then I was <laughs> like, right, that, that makes sense. I have to. I have I the way I my life is and the way my business is set up. I have a lot of people depending on me turning up at one hundred percent. Yeah. For me to turn up at one hundred percent, I have to be willing to say no to other people, because if I don't say, if I never say no to others, I will inevitably end up saying no to myself. Yeah. So I've got to protect. Like training for me isn't just something I do for fun. It's something I do to keep me fresh, keep me sane, keep my energy there mentally yeah. and physically. Yeah. Um, and I've got to respect my times. If I don't respect my time, when I turn up, for example, you're, you're one of my clients. You're yeah. someone that I work with on my courses. Imagine if I say yes to every single thing and everybody else in the world, and that means I don't go to bed till midnight, which means that I wake up at six o'clock in the morning, which then yeah. means I'm tired, which then affects my energy for the next day, which then means I get grouchy. I get you on a call where you've invested your money, your time, your effort, energy, amongst other things, into my business, yeah. and I'm not turning up at 100%, how does that affect you? And I think, well, hang on. Sometimes you have to be selfish yeah. to be able to give your best back to other people. And that doesn't include just your work. That includes your family, your friends, your partner, and everyone. everyone else in your life. Yeah. And, and I tell my clients as well, you know, sometimes, like, I'm, I'm now moving where I, I am selfish. Like, I'm a potential client, if I could train them on a Saturday, my one day off. And I said, yeah, I can, it's 3,000 euros an hour. Obviously not in the sense to yeah. try to sell it for 3,000 euros an hour, but that's how much my one day off is, because I know that effect it could have on my business. And I like making my girlfriend happy because she's my girlfriend in the same way you probably like making your girlfriend happy because she's your girlfriend. You know, there is still yeah. an underlying selfish reason behind it, but it's nice to make other people happy because it makes us feel happy. Yeah. yeah. You've got to remember and ask yourself, why, why am I doing this? And there is a duty almost that I, I want to be a helpful person, but I can't yeah. help others yeah. unless I first help myself. And I don't mean that in a, what am I going to gain from it? But I mean that ultimately in life, what you accept is what will continue. So yeah. if I say, in terms of business, if I say, right, well, PTs, if I never put my phone down, you can message me, you can email me, you can text me whenever you want, then how's that going to affect my night with my partner? Well, if yeah. I'm at my dinner table and I'm allowing myself to get pulled into my phone, well... I'm being helpful to personal trainers by being available 24-7. Yeah. But by being help, uh, available 24-7, sorry, I'm not being helpful to the person that matters most, my partner. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And about having that balance. And uh, probably for the first time, I'm actually quite good. It's my work phone. It ran out of battery yeah. Friday, probably about half five, when I was near enough finishing my last client. I chose not to put it on charge because I knew... If I wanted to use that phone over the weekend, I have to charge it up to go on it. Yeah. And my missus, she said that she made comments about it before is I've been sending emails at ten thirty at night when we sort of sat outside for watching the movie. I've been replying to Instagram DMs, you know, eleven o'clock at night when the movie nearly finished. And she's like, just turn it off. And she gets really pissed off with me now. And 
I'm so happy we're now at the stage of the relationship where we don't have to impress each other and she can be a lot more honest because it's made me think, you are yeah. right. I'm ne- by trying to help this person, I'm neglecting you. And I'm, I'm sure 100% if you start uh, neglecting your missus and you guys break up a bit, the service you're going to give me and your other PTs is going to dip, dip a hell of a lot. Because you're not going to be thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, because I've got a lot of stuff that I need to deal with in my life because I haven't taken care of it initially. Yeah. And I think when it comes down to weight loss, it's the exact same logic. You need to be selfish with your fat loss journey and you need to do it for yourself. And if other people are going to be around trying to tear you down, just fob them off. They're not good yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. And I think you, there's, a, there's a fine balance in that and it's very, it depends how you are as a person, but I know through my time as just been a coach and just people have tried to maybe lose weight, change body composition, whatever thing. And the mate's like, oh, come on, we'll just go out for a drink. We'll just go out for this. And I think it's important to surround yourself with people that actually respect your answer. Yeah. And respect, no, no, I don't, I'll come out with you, but I don't want to get drunk. I'm going to have some, I'm going to not drink and I'll be a designated driver as an yeah. example. And it's okay your mate saying, yes, come on, let's go out and have some fun. Whether I eat that food or drink that drink or doesn't, shouldn't and doesn't affect their quality of night. Exactly. And if that person, friend or family member is constantly on your case and they don't hear the no, they don't yeah. hear the, you know what, I'm, I'm not feeling that tonight, then you've got to ask yourself because at the end of the day, it's your decision if you choose how yeah. much time you spend with that person. I'm not saying cut every single person out of your life because at the end of the day, you'll have no one in your life. Yeah. But I am saying manage how much time you're willing to give to said people. Yeah, exactly. And I think you touched on a really good point and, you know, advice for people who are in that situ- situation and want to go through and lose fat, but always seem to fear that they'll get, I don't want to say bully, but peer pressured into having a few beers. Take your car, drive. Be like, guys, I'm going to do us all a favour tonight. I'm going to save money on a taxi. I'm going to drive. That way, yeah. there's no way in hell, you, realistically, you, you should be drunk, uh, drinking. And if they're going to put those oh, yeah. on you when, when they know you're driving home, how good of a friend are they? Do you really want those people in your life who actually have, who are a lot more selfish and care about them than yeah. about you? What I found, especially in my own life, yeah. is think communication is such a big factor in this now how many times let's say that person who's got all the friends and family oh come on do this come on let's have a pizza come on let's do whatever how many times has that person that's let's say losing weight as an example has said you know what can i can I actually talk to you about something i want to talk and open had some open dialogue with another person and said you know what i'm actually trying to lose some weight i don't Whatever, this is a general example, so please yeah. take it as such. I'm not currently happy with where I am in my life. I'm not currently happy with where I am in, with my health and my physique or fitness or whatever that reason might be. I'm telling you this because I respect you as a friend. I respect you as a family member. And I would appreciate it if you could support me on this journey. I yeah. think the willingness to have that conversation, which is a difficult conversation, but remember, these are your friends and your family. Also, it yeah. should be. Um, if you have that conversation, you will be surprised how many of those friends and family then turn around and say, oh, come on for a pizza, or they'll accept your first answer. Yeah. So I think the onus sometimes 
is on the person on their own journey and say, you know what, I'm out, I've had this conversation with you out of respect because of X, Y, and Z, and I would appreciate your support with me on this journey. Yeah. And, and I tell you what, the, in, to have the mind to, I respect people who go out without drinking because... I don't know if I should say this on my PT page, but I feel like at times I need to have a beer to have fun. I need to have yeah. a few times because, you know, I'm believe it or not, like people may not, you know, believe me because how vocal I am and how confident I am on Instagram. I don't like going out in the middle and dancing until I've had a few beers and then I'll go make a tit out of myself. Yeah. And I respect people who go out and have that temptation there to, you know, have beer, let's be honest, have drugs, whatever, and manage to say no to it. I just think that says so much about their own willpower and how amazing they are yeah. rather than it should be, you know, something they should be ashamed of. Yeah, uh, completely, mate. I think that comes to how they represent it. They're not saying no because they don't want to do what their friends are doing. They're saying no because of that respect they have for themselves and where they ultimately want to be. Exactly, exactly. Right, I appreciate, as we said, you are a very busy man, so... Oh, I've don't worry, mate, I'm happy to help. Two final questions. This oh. one I'm going to spring on you. Oh, Jesus. What is your spirit animal? What is my spirit animal? There's one. <laughs> I've never been asked that. What is... It depends uh, what day of... Mate, I tell you, the best person to ask is not me, it's my partner. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to Tim Ferriss' talk, Tools yeah. of the Titans, and he's like, every time he interviews someone... He asked for the spirit animal because it says a little bit about their personality. And I, I, bring this, I could have done Brendan's approach and gone with the lame one. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Oh, no, that's a terrible question. Um, I remember what's you. What's my you, spirit you, animal? I, I tell you what, what, whilst you're thinking about that, God, yeah, I remember I, back in my single days when I was on Hinge. I, 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 lo I love the way they did Hinge because it says, you know, you could do photos and it could ask you a few questions yeah. so you can understand their personality a bit. And what, it, what, what was it like, your most controversial opinion? And the amount of girls that said pineapple belongs or doesn't belong on pizza as a controversial opinion. And I changed my controversial opinion to no one gives a shit about your opinion if pineapple belongs on pizza. It's not controversial. Pineapple's on pizza. It's on pizza. If you like pineapple on pizza, that's pineapple on pizza. If you don't want to eat it, you're getting your fruit in, aren't you? Exactly. Like, it's just, oh, it's such a boring, controver controversial question. No, no way it's controversial. Wow. That's, and actually, it's funny. We put a, I put a post up about this the other day on Instagram. Um, and I think this is the way our society, our generation's going. Pineapple on pizza is a controversial question in 2021. I it wouldn't even been a thought 50, 60 years ago, back in our granddad's generation. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, I think, the way our, this is maybe off tangent, I guess, but the way we're going as a society is, can't say that, can't say that, yeah. can't say that. So therefore, that leads you to your question of, that's why that's probably a question in this day and age. Doesn't make it controversial, your opinion about it, though. No, there you go. But hey, that, that, that's my opinion. Opinions are like ourselves. Everyone has one. So if you, if you think it's controversial, that's, if that floats your boat and makes you happy, so be it. Yeah, I know, mate. It's crazy. It's a yeah. crazy. Spirit animal, man. You just stumped me. I'm not often stumped, but you stumped me. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, give me a next question. I'll, I'll try and go back to that one. What is your favourite quote? Do what you said, George. Yeah. 
That's not it. That's not a quote. It's a principle. It's a value. Yeah. <laughs> Just do what you said you would like. I don't care. I generally am not bothered if you don't go to the gym five times a week. That's an example. Yeah. I don't care if you don't do this, this, and this. What I care about is don't tell me you're going to do something and then don't follow through on it. Yeah. Whether you're a per anyone, personal trainer, a man, a woman, a dog, a cat, whatever. It'd be good if a dog or a cat told you this, but <laughs> just follow through and do what you said you were going to do. Imagine how much better your life would be if you just did what you said you were going to exactly and and i think f following off on that the reason why i signed up to your first course was yeah. i was on furlough so i like i was on 80 percent of my salary which okay it wasn't enough to go down buy hookers and sniff cocaine kind of thing but it was enough to be able to chill out and relax a bit. um but with that being said is i would say oh i'm gonna do an instagram post every day yeah. i'll bash out a bit of fortnight for three four five hours a day kind of thing and then forget about doing my instagram post oh i do a live workout actually i take that live workout back that was one thing i, w I was good with because mm. i told people i was going to do it so i had to do it and that's why i signed up to your courses i had you holding me accountable yeah it wasn't me relying on motivation anymore and i appreciate that for a lot of people yeah, you said it perfectly. You know, if you did everything you said you would, when you're motivated enough to do it, your life would be amazing. Me yeah. and you probably wouldn't have a job, in all yeah. honesty. But it's it's one thing. Oh, saying I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and it's a daily email tomorrow. Is that there's a million and one excuses, but there's no reasons. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, and that's how you represent it to yourself. And I think one of the excuses not to do it is the exact reasons why you should do it. Exactly. And if, if you're struggling with motivation and all that sort of crap, first thing I'll say is if you're struggling with motivation, don't worry. Motivation is shit. I struggle with motivation. I woke up half an hour late today because my client pushed her session back half an hour. So I didn't have to be in the gym as early as I normally have to be. Jordan. But, pardon? You do realise that I'm your business coach and you just told me that, right? It's off record. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so yeah, because she went half an hour later, I just yeah. thought oh, I can have another half an hour in bed kind of thing. Fuck, I regret this story now. But, but with that being said is, don't get me wrong, I'm still going to get all my nose and all right. that stuff that, 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 that we're talking yeah. about. But if... Because I was trying to rely on motivation to get to the gym to do my own workout half an hour earlier so I had a bit more time to do a bit of powerlifting. Yeah. Because I was trying to rely on motivation, it didn't work out as well as I thought. And the important thing is to remember is if you do something that you said you, you wanted to do when you're motivated and you don't do it, it's completely normal. A lot of people do not do what they say they will do when they're motivated enough to do it. It's not a reason to beat yourself up. It's not a problem with you. Everyone does it. All this hashtag motivation stuff on Instagram, I believe is doing people a lot worse than good. And I talk about accountability a hell of a lot on my page. Everyone says it. All my clients say it. There's a huge difference. And I'm sure clients of yours say it. When you have someone stood next to you saying, right, you know, you're doing 10 reps rather than that eight to push you someone to hold you accountable to actually do it, oh, yeah. you get much better results than you ever do if you rely on motivation. 100%. And I think, two, well, two things there. Um, I just look at motivation. Motivation is just a feeling. Motivation yeah. is a feeling. 
Um, it's great when you have it, and it's okay when you don't have it. I don't feel happy all the time. It doesn't mean my life is over. I don't feel sad all the time. Feelings come and go, but it's your ability to follow through on what you said you were going to do when you were motivated enough to say it. Because that's why I said at the start, and you said, are you going to keep up the cardio? I publicly declare things because a big value of my life, and this is why you said to me, who are you? Yeah. And I said to you, well, I'm a PT, coach of the coaches, a boyfriend, um, a friend, a son, but I'm also a disciplined motherfucker. I genuinely identify myself as a disciplined motherfucker. Yeah. The reason I emphasis on the motherfucker is because I identify a motherfucker as relentless. Yeah. So I take on the identity of I am disciplined. Yeah. So I will, I have to follow through. How can I not do what I said I was going to do when I preach it so much to everybody else. And that's why I publicly declare my goals. I'll tell people what I'm looking to achieve. I'm putting it out there because I know I've got that value in my life of do what you said you were going to do. Yeah. I have to be that person because I've taken on the identity of I'm a disciplined motherfucker and that is what a disciplined motherfucker would do. So when I get to a situation and I'm not motivated, the simple question I ask is, what would a disciplined person do right now? Yeah, exactly. And that's the difference is you do, you, you publicly talk about your stuff to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Not, you know, writing something down in in the notes on on your phone and, you know, come back to it if you want, you know, right now you said on this live and I know you probably have some, people who may want to sign up to your course and you know I, I know i've seen a few pts pop up they're not going to be yeah. popping up to watch me they're popping up to watch you kind of thing and okay. if they see you now not doing yeah. all this running they're going to think well th- th- this guy said he's going to continue all his cardio but he's not but he tells me i have to do what i have to do but yeah. he doesn't follow it through and it's that accountability. You're now not relying on motivation. You're now relying on accountability. Because I'm relying on how I identify myself. Exactly. And this is, I think this is such a big thing, especially when it comes to mindset, is I'm not going to go down a tangent here, so please interrupt me if I start to, is the best way I can describe this um, is, if you take offence to this, then that's a choice that you're making yourself, but vegans for example i've got nothing against vegans do what you want to do but a vegan a vegan has taken on the idea i don't think you're you're not born a vegan it's more of a newer thing that's coming in over the last few years and it's a decision that you make but the point of what i'm trying to say is up until a certain moment you weren't a vegan but the moment you decide my identity is i am a vegan how much motivation do they need not to eat meat? They don't need motivation anymore because they've taken on the identity. How much motivation do they need not to buy dairy products? They don't need motivation because the identity they have taken on is I am vegan. Therefore, they ask themselves in each decision or choice they're about to make, what decision would a vegan make at this point right now? Would they order a steak? They probably wouldn't. No, they won't. So they don't need the motivation to stay away from it. Yeah. And that's where I say back on your identity. I think a lot of people, I say to personal trainers all the time, be willing to work on yourself more than you work on your business. And I think that's so important for anyone on a journey of fat loss, weight loss, muscle building, performance, whatever. If they take on the identity of I am a healthy person, yeah. after start taking on 
the identity of, okay, what would a healthy person do right now? Would a healthy person do this or would a healthy person do that? And it's these little decisions. Every decision they make is one vote for the person they ultimately become. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think, when I do that, I'll become that person. Yeah. You can't, you've got to take on the identity first, and then your actions will underline the identity that you have taken on. Yeah. It's kind of like, the, another way to describe it is, if you ever become a parent, um, if anyone's ever become a parent, do you need to motivate yourself to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and change your kid's nappy? You don't need to motivate yourself. You just do it. Do you yeah. need to motivate yourself at 3.45am to change another kid's nappy? No, you just take on the responsibility because you've first taken on the identity. Yeah. Does yeah. That make sense? No, yeah, 100%. 100%. And I'm going to change the topic slightly whilst yeah, you're still okay. about your spirit animal. As I said earlier on, I'm listening to Tools of the Titan and so briefly, yeah. briefly going off what you said, you know, Tony Robinson saying the best investment is an investment you can make in, into yourself. Now, I'm not saying that from the point of view, obviously, I've invested X amount of money into you, into my yeah. business to try to better my business and so on. Same way I know you've gone off and you've done Paul Mort and a few other courses as yeah. well is I don't see these as oh, I've just paid you X amount you know, to do your course, I see it in a year's time, where am I going to be? And I'm dropping this quote, who I've sold enough, Coach Markle, a glute coach in Australia, is, what is the cost of not investing right now? In a year's time, if you do not invest right now, where are you going to be? And as you said, you know, about the identity and stuff is, if you're going to, I'll talk about this in a fat loss term, because obviously that's going to be much, mostly better for me. No offence. Yeah, no, you know, you, you're rather for PTs, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. what, in a year's time, where do you see yourself? Are you going to keep identifying yourself who's, as a person in the polite way, get offended, I, I don't care, who's getting fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter, when in a year's time you're one year fatter than what you are right now? Is this how you want to identify yourself? Or do you want to identify yourself as someone who's gone from 130 kilos down to 120, down to 110? As you said, you know, every step you take is building up that identity, identity. Yeah. And I am stealing that for one of my Instagram quotes. Motivation is shit. Create an identity. Well, motivation is good when you've got it. Yeah. Um, but it's a feeling. Feelings come and go. We all know feelings come and go. You're not yeah. all the time. You're not excited all the time. And I'm okay yeah. with not being excited all of the time. But yeah. people aren't okay with not being motivated all the time. It's like, I'm all right with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But like I say, yeah, you first got to take on the identity. And you can yeah. do that in many ways. Your behaviours, the way you talk to yourself, your language, um, as an example, your habits, your routines. Because at the end of the day, you first make your habits, and then your habits make you. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to take on that identity of, no, I am this person. Just like a vegan would. Just like yeah. a mum or a dad would. As soon as baby's born, I am a dad. Therefore, yeah. I will do what dads do. Dad yeah. and mums wake up at three o'clock in the morning, change yeah. the kids' nappy. Wake up at four o'clock, change the kids' nappy. Not motivated to do these things, but they're okay with that because they understand exactly. they don't have to be. Yeah, yeah, and and a hundred percent. And I think too many people, when it comes down to fat loss journey, they get so caught up with it goes motivation. You take action, you get the result. And okay, the motivation may get you the first step, but re realistically, it's taking action. You know, no, as you said, that, yeah. that step for the identity, doing something, doing something, you'll get a result. Then you look back at all the action you've taken, 
and the result, then all of a sudden, you'll probably then get motivation. Motivation comes at the end of the journey, not at the start of the journey. Yeah. And I think, that, again, that's what we've said throughout this, is it's how you're choosing to represent things to yourself, what you're choosing to focus on. It's like, how many people, like, I'll start when I'm motivated. Yeah. That, that sentence alone <laughs> is costing a lot of people a lot of time, effort, energy. Yeah. Success. Or, or I'll start on one day. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, a, that's a video all in itself but. yeah exactly and I don't know if you know Tony Robinson said this but I heard this quote sort of your version of it before he did but it's like in terms of mindset as well is you know lockdown happened for you lockdown oh, didn't yeah, yeah. happen to you Tony yeah. Robinson's one is life happens to life happens for you oh. not to you yeah. and I thought that's so powerful and that helped switch my mindset because I know we had a call about it a while ago, was COVID's the best thing to happen to my life. I can't lie. I like, like, it's, it's been amazing. But that's because, and I do have you to thank for it, because you helped my mindset a lot. Losing my job's the best thing to happen to my life. The first thing I told you when, when I said I'm being made redundant, I think you said, like, congratulations or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, people need to realise this. You change your mindset and your life can entirely change, you know. You start working towards being that, uh, your new identity, the identity you want. Life will start happening for you, not to you. Yeah, you, a great you know. way, a great one on that is asking yourself a question. But you've got to be open-minded to be willing to take on the question. Don't yeah. just ask the question, everything's going to fit. But the question is, what else could this mean? Yeah. And if you find it really hard to answer that question, if I really wanted it to mean something else, what else could this mean? Yeah. Oh, the gyms are shut. What else could this mean? I don't know, because the gyms are shut. I'm in a bad mood. Okay, if you really wanted it to mean something else, what else could this mean? It could mean I could work on my mobility and my cardiovascular yeah. and get fitter than I've ever got before. Yeah. It could mean I enjoy more of going outside. It could mean I get to do this. Oh, the gyms are shut. What's that going to mean for you? Um, what, what, the gyms are closed. Ah, yeah. what else could this mean? I've got more time available right now to reach more people that need my help. Yeah, exactly. So asking yourself, being willing to ask yourself, what else could this mean? And taking a logical answer rather than an emotional answer yeah. will do a lot of people a lot of wonders in any area of their life. Yeah, and I think there's no harm at all of that is if you don't know what questions to be asking, ask someone else. Like on, on our last brain pick, I asked you a question like, I'm struggling with questions for these brain picks. Yeah. What do you think has not been asked? Because mm. I know there's, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. And there's a lot of yeah. stuff near enough, without blowing smoke up your own ass right now, that there's a lot of stuff when we do our sort of the learning modules, I learn. And yeah. I'm now at the point, it's like, I'm sat there trying to think of a question for brain pick, thinking, shit, what do I not know? And there's no harm. You know, PTs can come to you. People trying to lose weight can come to me. Just yeah. say, look, you know, I need to lose weight. What do I do? And I forgot how you answered it about, oh, this is going to bug me now. Oh, go on. You, you answered it something like, what, to tell you the situation, and then we find a question from the situation. Yeah, yeah, just talk to me about, talk to me about your thoughts, your feelings. What's, this, what's going on right now? And then we'll come to the question. Don't yeah. worry. I think a lot of people... Two things there. A lot of people are like scared to talk to people 
And I yeah. think, I don't blame people, I don't generally blame people. I blame, if you're going to talk about personal trainers, um, which I can quite easily do, I blame the industry, not the clients within the industry, because yes. there's no wonder people are asking questions, because every minute of the, every second, the personal trainer is trying to force a sale onto somebody. Yes. Sale, 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 sale. So no wonder people are struggling in silence, because I think, if I open my mouth, you're just going to try and get me onto your latest course, latest program, and yes. I think... The funny thing about that is most personal trainers, 99% at least of them say, I got in the industry to help people. So if you want to help people, just start helping more people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think being willing to accept, you know what, I don't know what my actual question is here, Jordan or Ollie or whatever, but these are the topics I'm struggling with. Then as your coach, I can say, okay, so what area are you struggling with? Why do you find that a struggle? what is it you want out of this area? And then soon the, the actual question that was there in the back of your head, we yeah. formulate together by paying attention to what you're feeling at that moment in time. Exactly. And this, and the reason why I ask that question is, you know, there's nothing wrong with holding your hands up yeah. and saying, I don't know everything. There's a reason why I pay you to help me with my business because I don't know everything about business. Yeah. And it's, it's I, no one knows everything. And that's the thing. And, I, there's an old quote here, um, talking more about coaches, but a coach that doesn't have a coach can't possibly believe in coaching. Exactly. So much, I'm 30 years old. The world has been here long before me. So how much, how can I, I can't learn everything in 30 years, but what, who else could I take advice from? Who else? And I love something I've always loved. I've got a very close relationship with my grandparents. I've got a very close relationship with um, my girlfriend's grandparents. And I love talking to people from different generations to see what their perspective on, on things. Because yeah. they've got such a wide perspective slash scope on the way the world... I've only got 30 years of experience. Yeah. My girlfriend's grandparents have got 80 plus years of experience. So it'd be yeah. well worth me asking them, actually, what's your thoughts on this? What's your opinion on this? And yeah. having that conversation... And again, that's just a wild example, but is there someone else that's had a different story, a different journey to you, even your age or younger, yeah. that looks at it from a different perspective and helps you open up your mind and think, hmm, didn't think of it like that before. And that goes back to the question, what else could this mean? Because yeah. if you ask 100 people, what does lockdown mean to you? You'll get 100 very different answers. Exactly. And I, I think that, and that, that's one thing I say, to people who sign up i'm an educator i'm not here yeah. to sell you a product exact same with you you know when we were going through the automation stuff you could have easily if you still have my pt hub you get 25 percent commission on that sale for everyone that signs up so you could be like guys right everyone needs to go over to my pt hub this is you know use this code so you can make a, a few pounds out of it yeah. same way i can tomorrow I'd be like right i'm going to start endorsing herbalife April Fool's joke coming up there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm looking forward to dropping that. But so many people try to force their own opinion on everyone else. Yes. You need to find someone and talk to as many people as you can. You know, I have some people on keto. I very openly bash. Well, I don't say I bash keto. I banter keto on my page. But keto works well for them. I'm yep. not going to say, from my opinion, keto's wrong. I'm like, why would you give up pizza? But they can yep. give up pizza without caring. They don't care about pineapple belonging on pizza because they don't have pizza anymore. There you go. It's a controversial opinion again. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's about getting as many viewpoints as you can 
and finding what works best for yourself. You know, when I go through my weight yeah. loss, I do um, carb cycling and I do intermittent fasting. Yeah. Two approaches at once. It doesn't matter. You know, carb cycling is all someone needs. Intermittent fasting is all someone else's need. But yeah. because I've gone through, spoken to other people, trialed and er errored, I know the combination of the two works best, but it may not work best for you. Yeah. There's something you said there that I agree with and also a little bit disagree with. Because you said taking on as many viewpoints as you can. I think that's almost what prevents people from acting. Yeah. They take on so much, so much. Because I don't know everything, but I'm willing. I always say to myself, if I read a book, yeah. at the end of each chapter, I'll ask myself three questions. What did I learn? How can I implement it? When will I implement it? Because there's no point in finding out more information and more information and more information because I'm not going to do anything with an overload of information. There's the old saying of, if there's too many chefs in the kitchen, nothing gets cooked. Yeah. Fine. And this goes back to what we mentioned earlier. I'll be 100% Ollie Tennant and I'll be me. If you don't like that, then that's, that's fine. No worries. No offense caused or meant or taken. You go somewhere else and find someone whose opinion yeah. you like. But whilst you're taking on other people's opinions and advice and viewpoints, actually be willing to use it and ask yourself those three questions what did i actually learn from that person yeah how can i implement it when will i implement it otherwise you're gonna have loads of information you, all the information you need is on google yeah it's all exactly. there. people yeah. like using it information yeah and, too overloaded, isn't it? yeah and at the end of the day remember within reason it's people's opinion you know yeah. your opinion may be right for you but your opinion may be wrong for me doesn't mean just because you go out and say something okay yeah. unless if you're a bit of a dickhead and you think the world is flat then you're just an absolute moron but within you know when it comes down to how to run a business fat loss and those areas it's opinions and it's yeah. about finding an opinion that works for you and not working yeah. for the opinion yeah and you know based just on what you said you know if someone told me the earth was flat <laughs> i'd just be like yeah mate cool i'm just not willing to give the energy to that's I'm, I'm cool with that mate no worries and i'll just walk on i won't yeah. get in a, a fight an argument a debate about you're wrong you're bad this is why you're terrible i'm like if you want to do keto do keto if you want to yeah. do herb life do herb life if you want to think the world is flat that's fine i'm going to get on yeah. with my shit over there and i don't think any of that's right or wrong or whatever you do what you do and i'll do what i do and we'll see how it works out yeah. i think so many people especially on social media, it's a mad one, mate, is everyone wants to prove everyone right and wrong, and I'm just like, you do you and I'll do me, and we'll be sweet. Yeah, exactly, and I think, like, with some people, and I talk about flat earthers, earthers yeah. you're not going to get through to them. You know, you're not going to get through to them, so wh why waste your time on them? Mate, you just got to think, you can give your opinion if you want to give your opinion, but if people don't want to listen, they don't want to listen. Exactly. Awesome. So, what spirit animal are we? Spirit animal. I would say five, four, three, two, one. So I've done a countdown. Means I've got to give you an answer. Five, four, three, two, one. I would say a monkey. Why a monkey? Because I think I can be very silly, but yeah. I also think I can be very smart when I want to be as well. Awesome. Fair play. That is the most random answer you'll ever have to that question. No, mate, I, if, like, I'm, I'm not, you know, looking for, you have to do this, you have to do that. That's oh, why yeah. I bring it up on people, you know, just to see what they say. Monkey. Monkey. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It.
anything you want to leave on, I appreciate. I said this for 20 minutes, we're coming up to an hour. And I appreciate how important your time is. So Um, you'll probably be bidding me for this as well as a coaching call. So. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's another thing. Now I'm good, mate. Like I said, I want to be a helpful person. So if I've helped you, and the way I look at it is I've helped one person on this call, it's been a very successful call. Yeah. Uh, Or it's been an hour or five minutes is irrelevant. Now, I don't know what I want to leave on. You you asked me a question, and I, because I go down a tangent, I know I do. Yeah. I don't think I actually answered it. You said about three points you can take away from lockdown to help you in life. I thought, I think I need a good one. Yeah, Um, I I think we definitely covered three. No, we we covered one. We could, yeah, we covered one, but I'm going to cover the three now. Okay, okay. Number one, what you choose to focus on grows. Yeah. What I mean by that, if you want to focus on what you haven't got and what you can't do, how do you think you're going to feel? If you can focus on what you can do and what you still have got, and that's easy, well and done. But it's like the old thing that I used to say to people is when I said to you, close your eyes. Like, you might know what I'm talking about. Yeah. A lot of people might not think we'll similar. Close, close your eyes. Genuinely close your eyes right now. So if you're watching this video, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think of the color blue. Think about blue. Think about blue. Think about blue. Think about blue. When I tell you to open your eyes, not yet, keep them closed. In three seconds, not yet, keep them closed. In three seconds, I want you to find as many blue things in my room as you possibly can. Okay? So three, two, one. Off you go. Find blue. Find blue. Find blue. What's blue? What's blue? What's blue? Can you find any blue? Can you find any blue? What's blue? What's blue? What's blue? What's blue? What's blue? How much yellow did you see? You can see any yellow. Because I won't focus on yellow. Are you sure you won't focus on yellow? Because it was already there. Are you sure you didn't focus on it to find any yellow? There's loads of yellow if you look for it. The point of what I'm saying, obviously that was a very, very short example there, but blue is there if you want to find it. But yellow's always been there if you want to find it as well. If you want to focus on the shit and you want to feel shit, focus on the shit. And you will feel shit. If you want to focus on what's good in the day, focus on what's good in the day. So number one, what you focus on grows. Told, grows. told you I need to focus on not tan- going down tangent. I was about to say that. <laughs> Number two. What else could this mean? What else could this actually mean? And number three. Journaling is a big one. Big, big one. Um, I write in my journal every morning. Three things I'm grateful for. Three wins from my previous day. And, that, and there's, there's other questions, prompting questions that I have in there. Um, such as... Um, what did I learn? How can I implement it? When will I implement it? What did I contribute or improve? And what did I enjoy? And another important thing as well as journaling, taking your thoughts from your head onto a piece of paper, is actually a thing that I call question of the day. Me and my partner do it every evening. We'll sit down for our evening meal and we ask ourselves a question of the day. On Mondays, it's me. Tuesdays, she has a decision, uh, uh, the question. Wednesdays, my question. Thursday, it's her question. And we we'll take it in turns. But a question we ask ourselves could be, what are you grateful for today? What made you smile today? What are you excited about tomorrow? What are you looking forward to in the next month? What has been the highlight of your weekend? Some question like that to start our evening meal, rather than complain and moan about the hassles of the day, sets our evening up to the best, best possible start because we're already feeling grateful for things. We're already feeling excited for things. And like I say, that leads back to question number one. Uh, number one. What are you talking yeah. about? Awesome. Uh, I'm not going to comment because we go down the Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Um, I hope you don't mind me saying this bit, but if you are focusing on, you know, mindset and stuff, even if you're not a PT and you want some good mindset stuff, please head over to your page. How can people find you? 
Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, which is Oliver Tennant. So O-L-I-V-E-R-T-E-N-N-A-N-T, and then just an underscore. Or you can go to my website, www.oliver-tennant.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate no, it. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed this as well. And as I said, you know, the key why I really wanted to get you on is you're not a personal trainer any, anymore. You're working from home, but you still have such a good mindset. And I really hope some people can, even if they take away one quote yeah. to change their life, you know. But they've got to be willing to use it. Exactly. As you said, do, do what you said you're going to do. Do what you said you were going to do. End it on that. Anyway, have a great day, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.